Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Dice Camera Action. Yay! Yeah! Hi. You got a full house? Whee! And uh, just as a quick reminder to uh, folks about what's happened so far, previously in Curse of Strahd, the party came to the Wizards of Wine winery, and they defended it uh, against an incursion by druids and evil plant-like creatures called blights. Uh, um, Evelyn chopped up the Gulfius staff, which caused all the blights to die, and then the party dispatched the druids one by one. Uh, but not before they managed to poison some of the wine. Uh, fortunately, Paulton was able to make off with a generous supply of it, uh, which would come into play a little bit later when they went off to Yester Hill, where they found an axe embedded in a dead tree. Um, and they uh, set ablaze a gigantic 50-foot-tall wicker effigy of Strahd. Um, as the wicker burned away, a creature exploded from within, a gigantic tree blight that a druid named Winter Splinter, and it stormed off to go and rampage through the vineyards. After the party slew some barbarians who crawled up out of the ground, they chased down Winter Splinter and fought it fiercely. Paulton evoked a Vistani curse upon the creature, making it vulnerable to fire, and Diaz took one of the wine bottles that Paulton salvaged from the winery, made a Molotov cocktail out of it, and threw it down into the creature's maw. Uh, and, and whereupon it was uh, set ablaze uh, with some uh, very important help from Strix, who actually lit the cocktail uh, before it got thrown. And Evelyn discovered that the battle axe that was embedded in the side of the Gulfius tree was magical, and as she used it to hack at Winter Splinter, realized this weapon did greater damage to this sort of creature. After Winter Splinter was destroyed, a green glowing gem tumbled out that Dieth was able to recover. This gem appears to be one of the three missing gems that were stolen from the winery that help keep the grapevines alive. And the party is heading back to the winery now to ensure its safe return. Yes. Except for Evelyn, who was tossed unconscious into the forest. Indeed. And so, uh, yes, before the fall of Winter Splinter, the creature was able to smash Evelyn and hurl her through the woods. Paulton, uh, on horseback, went after her and found her broken body lying unconscious in the dirt. Um, and uh, Paulton, you have inspiration for using your Vistani curse against Winter Splinter. And uh, just keep that in mind as the adventure proceeds. And what would you like to do when you find Evelyn's unconscious body? I uh, believe I set out with a potion. Yes. 
What else we leave her unconscious throughout the night? <laughs> <laughs> Just a fair a point. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not there. <laughs> Just having um, thoughts to yourself. <laughs> well, if we uh, can try and uh, try and use that. Okay. Hop down off the horse and uh, put the potion down her throat. Mm-hmm. That was All a right. potion of greater healings, which was 8d4 plus 8. All right. Uh, so, um, Nate, uh, roll 8d4 and add 8. I'll move that for my character sheet. All right. Yep. So, 8d4 plus 8, right? Yep. drank like four cups of coffee today so i am very <laughs> very here i'm just like hello everyone how many dice how many dice <laughs> i'm just like you'll be overthrowing your dice them across. <laughs> yeah. 32 32 all right so you have 32 hit points evelyn you wake up to see uh, Paulton's friendly visage staring at you. I throw my arms around his neck and say, right. thank you for saving me. Okay, great. Yep, no problem. We're good. You're so sweet. You just take such good care of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. We're not with, there. with Evelyn returned to the world of the conscious, uh, what do you guys do next? I definitely hold on to him until he kind of like pushes me away. Okay. And then I'm like, and then when you're, the climbing, when you're climbing up on the horse together, you, you grab on him again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Coats. Valentina will bear you safely back to DF and Strix. Strix uh, is still riding around on your mount, Morning Glory. And I'm like, I'm, Morning Glory. I'm yeah. just like, I like you better. <laughs> <laughs> She like kind of like probably snuffles at you because I told her like I like to talk to her when we're just like walking around. I told her that we were friends, so she's probably like, <laughs> no. You mean she doesn't breathe, so she's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, what time of uh, day is it? Just checking. So it would be it'd be probably around uh, mid to late afternoon. All right. And the the it's uh, kind of. Uh, uh, gray and uh, drizzly, and there's sort of mist crawling through the woods. All right, uh, we should get back to the we should get back to the vineyard and see uh, see if we can lock you in a room, Evelyn. No offense, not taken. Not only that, but this is one of the gems that they require to keep their vi- their vineyard alive. We should return it to them. Even just yeah. this partial magic should be able to assist it. Plus, while we're there, hopefully they'll provide us room and board because we've had a long day. I would like to <laughs> some sleep. I agree. And uh, DF, has- the- okay. Uh, so DF, that gemstone, as I as was mentioned yes. at the end of last session, is, is is a little bit warm to the touch, not uncomfortably so. And there's something kind of um, benign. Um, uh, it, it sort of puts you at ease to hold. Yeah. Happy magic. Happy magic. 
just going to keep that close to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anna, did you want to say something? I don't remember. It was okay. just something. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys get back to the Wizard of Wines winery. When you get there, the Martikoff family uh, is still there to greet you. Uh, just a recap, uh, the, the patriarch of the family is an old cloaked man named Davian. He's sort of hunched over, and uh, but alert. He seems to have all of his senses. Uh, he has uh, two adult sons and an adult daughter. His adult daughter, Stefania, is married to a, a young man named Dag, and they have a baby um, that you've come to know as Yolanda. There are also some, a teenage boy and two young boys running around. Uh, so this is a multi-generational family who runs the winery. And Diether, are you of a mind to return the gem to them at this time? Absolutely. All right. Uh, then Davian is very pleased uh, to receive it. He will hand it off to his eldest son, Adrian, uh, to make sure that it is uh, uh, buried back in the vineyard. Adrian and Elvir, uh, his, uh, his brother, will go off and take care of that. Um, because they don't want to take a chance that the vines will die. In your absence, they were able to ascertain uh, that the, the only wine that they believe was tainted was in the vat that you guys destroyed. Excellent. So they have healthy supplies still? So they, they, have, they have some wine in two of the remaining three vats that they believe uh, is, is um, fine. And... Uh, should be more than enough to at least get Barovians uh, through the next couple months. While they're all talking about that, Evelyn walks toward the baby like, <gasps> Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Stefania will let you uh, have the baby to, uh, 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 to uh, coddle. <laughs> I, I sing in a children's song about Lathander. Like, okay. who is the light of the morning? <laughs> is very bothered by this. Okay. <laughs> She'll just shuffle away. Okay. Not wave some ghastly bone rattle in its face. <laughs> no, <not laughs> oh, that also would be in character. Give it some horrible little totem that you made. Yeah. Like, you want to make any snook? And it's just like it's crying. <laughs> no, I think I think actually uh, the the baby would would relish um, such a. Oh, such a <laughs> it's true. It does live here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I can see it. Just like the baby's just like frowning at me as I'm like, we all look forward to the morning. <laughs> Most Barovian children have like rocks and twigs for toys. So. <laughs> and they, they only get dirges for first. <laughs> all right. Uh, and uh, so the upstairs of the winery, the main gathering place for the family is their kitchen slash dining room, which you sort of briefly uh, pass through uh, during your explorations of the place. Off of that room is the master bedroom where Stefania, Dog, and the baby uh, sleep. And then everyone else basically sleeps uh, down a hall um, on the opposite side of the dining hall of the dining room in separate little bedrooms with bunks. And they tell you uh, that they can give you one of those rooms and there are two bunk beds, four beds total in the room, if you wish. Excellent, yeah, that'd be great. Yep, so they can definitely uh, put you up. If we could, um, do you have a uh, very sturdy locked cellar or something? Or um, so, hard uh, yeah. clothes? They can show uh, one of the family members, uh, maybe uh, Davian himself. He can take you down to the cellar. Uh, there's a stair. There's a spiral staircase that leads down to it. Uh, it's a 
cold, dark, very open place. Uh, it's roof held up by um, uh, timber columns, and there are all these wine racks, most of them empty, but uh, as well as a few um, frost-lined barrels of wine. Um, but it's there's he he says that he can furnish you with a chain and you can wrap it around one of these heavy pillars and tie her to that. That sounds sturdy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Evelyn, how you doing? Sorry, uh, the CEO of Twitch left themselves logged into this computer and I actually accidentally just focused them in chat. So, oh, no. oh, my bad. But uh, back, and Evelyn was totally distracted playing with baby Yolanda. Yes. Um, and she wasn't paying attention at all. So. Yeah. When, uh, in the basement. Yeah. Diaf and Davian come back to you with a plan to basically chain you up in the cellar. Well, if you think that's best, I mean, I'll try my hardest to contain myself, but... If there's no I mean, wine down there to get destroyed, right? Uh, there's... The, uh, they can... There's... The cellar has sort of two halves one of them is basically empty of anything just barren shelves and those pillars the other one is where they keep the remaining supply of wine so she can be chained up in the part that she's least likely to cause any serious damage to all right that sounds great i actually once once i start like taking this seriously and i give the baby back after like kissing it on the face i uh i'm like careful you'll give it lycanthropy <laughs> I like glare or give her one one more kiss. Um, but then I start checking around and I like taking taking into account what I know my own strength, I check to see like is yeah. this security enough? Do I do I perceive anything that might be dangerous? Uh make a perception check. And actually DF, you can do this too if you want. Okay. I'm now convinced that the baby is also a werewolf from the snooker. <laughs> uh I got 15. Uh, yeah, as you look around uh, these thick wooden pillars and beams that support the 10-foot-high ceiling of this ice-cold cellar, uh, there's even a very thin mist that sort of sits on the floor. Um, it's harmless. Uh, when you study the cellar, and particularly the pillars, you can see uh, the pillar is very sturdy. Um, it's not likely to budge. Uh, and... Uh, um, other than the, the freestanding wine racks in the middle of the room, uh, there's nothing here that you're likely to hurt or be hurt by. Um, now, you do notice upon closer inspection that uh, one of the walls of the cellar is actually covered, markedly colder than the rest of the room, and covered with a layer of frost. Um, but other than That's that... That's weird. A little bit. Why do you think this wall might be covered in frost? That seems a little strange. That could be. Maybe they did it to keep it cool down here for magic reasons. Potentially for wine, thing, isn't it? I'm sorry, DF. What did you roll? Twenty-one. Uh, you actually, in closer inspection of the cellar, find a secret door. <gasps> Wait, where? <laughs> uh, it appears to be in the wall of the cellar, uh, and. Uh, you're based on its position. You're not sure where it would lead. Um, based on the secret door itself, does it seem like it was one that was intentionally hidden, or should yeah, it looks like it 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 was designed to look like a section of the cellar wall. It wasn't meant to be spotted. 
And it doesn't look like it's been moved or opened in recent history. Oh. So it probably was built or created around the same time you figure maybe the winery was built. It sort of has the same architecture um, and nobody uses it frequently. All right. Uh, well, I'll turn to Davian and just uh, say to him, if it's all right with you, we'll, we'll take a few moments to prepare our ally for the night. Okay. Uh, he'll go back upstairs and leave you to it. Great. After, there... after handing you a big thick chain with a nice big thick padlock. Right. Right. So before we do that, um, is everyone down here? Strix? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm just looking at this frozen pillar. I'm trying to figure out why it's frozen. <laughs> yeah. More important. Check this out. I'm going to open up that secret door. Nah. All right. Uh, when you push the door open, uh, and it takes some effort to do, you are greeted by a blast of cold air. Ah. You see a dark tunnel um, that uh, travels only a short distance before coming to an archway uh, beyond which you see a shallow cave. I've heard about rooms like this before. It's magic called a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Why would this be here? Wine doesn't need to be refrigerated. I don't know. How do you do? Yeah. <laughs> How well, let's go. I start going down the hallway. Uh, how much do we know the Martikovs and how much do we trust them? Well, I don't trust anyone. Naturally. I, I think they're real nice. I think they're just fine. And. I mean, there was raven stuff here, so I'm guessing that the raven stuff might mean that these guys are good. Potentially. Yeah, we like ravens. You like ravens? Remember Falcon? I do I'll, like ravens. I always remember Falcon. I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, Eve, Evelyn's going to boldly start making her way down the corridor, uh, the short hallway, as she does. Um, Evelyn, make a perception check. See or hear anything ahead? Thirteen. All right. Um, that is enough to see that as you begin to uh, get deeper into this dark place, and I assume you have a light source of some kind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I have my drift globe. I have my drift globe. Oh, so are you, are you gonna just uh, like give it to her? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, here, Evelyn, take this, and I just like chuck it. Yeah, so you got Ooh. a baseball-sized globe, basically, yeah. that you can hold. I, I, like, make shadows with it really quickly. Ooh. Only, uh, entering in shortly after Evelyn. Okay. Uh, Evelyn, you notice that the as you make your way down, the walls become more and more covered with a brownish-colored mold. I do not like mold. I am not into that. <laughs> I'm like, ew, don't touch that. That is covered in something disgusting. And as she talks, you can all see big puffs of air, uh, white air come out of her mouth and it's because it's so measurably colder here. It's cold here. Uh, how, so is this just a, um, like a long corridor? Is it open it up to a large cave? It opens up into a large naturally formed cave. And do, I, do I know anything about mold like that? Uh, you can make, if you wish, a... Let's say an intelligence nature check. Intelligence nature? Yep. Yeah, I am not, oh, okay, well, 17? Okay, 
you have heard tell of uh, molds, sometimes dangerous molds that grow underground. Uh, brown mold is known to feed on warmth. I thought I had heard of something like this before. Not only is it disgusting, but I have heard that it actually can feed on warmth. This could be very dangerous. Hmm. I don't think any of you should go anywhere near it. Does this mean if I fireballed it, it would get bigger? I don't know. Uh, with, with your 17, you think the answer to the question is yes. Ah, I do think it would get bigger. I think we should not get any warmth anywhere near it. It will only make it bigger and grosser. Got That's it. Gross. No, Reverend got that. Stay away from the brown mold. Okay. I'm just like squeezing my arms. <laughs> that sounds kind of neat. Do you wish no. to press on? Do you <laughs> wish to press it. on? You going to press on? I don't just <laughs> want to know how much press on? we have until uh, our good friend Evelyn is no longer our good friend. Right. Evelyn, when you get to the end of this short passage and you can see into the cave, you see it's covered with the thick brown mold. Every oh. surface, floor, ceiling, walls, everything. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Against no. We'll see. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. No, that's that's not good at all. That's a five, even with my okay. con. Uh, you feel this mold literally suck the warmth out of your body, and you take Ooh. 22 points of cold damage. Is it 22 or 2? 22. 22. Oh. 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 Huh. And, uh, and it's, it's still, it, you think you might take more damage. I, uh, I like fall to one knee shivering and I'm like, we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out. And I start like, just like taking the drift globe and like running away out of the cave as fast as I can. Getting them out in front of me. Running back the way you came or? Okay. So when she like falls down, like I'll like reach forward and like grab her and like pull her up to get her out of there. I try to usher everybody else out. You feel your hand go numb as you grab her, but you're able to pull her back. Yeah. When I see Evelyn running, I'm just like, oh! <laughs> 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 I just like, like ultimate panic and take off running when I'm not right. the one running. Yes. <laughs> just like scream up the stairs. I'm like, no, I'm going to die. All right. So you're able to uh, withdraw back out into the cellar where things are much more moderate and it feels warm by comparison. I'm like shivering. I'm like, don't go back in there. We found out why they have a moldy cave and we asked those winemakers what they're going to do to make this place more sanitary and livable. But until then, we don't go back in there. Maybe it has something to do with this pillar because it's cold. It feeds on coal. Well, the pillar itself has this mold inside of it. Oh no, it could be coming up here. Don't chain me to that one. Okay, we won't chain you to that one. There are other pillars that you can chain her to that aren't um, you know, I was we thinking with us in the morning because I don't think the Mardikovs are going to want this evil, misty, nasty, cold, moldy stuff forever. And I don't want them to get hurt. Yeah. Why would they even have a secret door and a secret cave and all that secret mold? I don't think they know about it. You know what? I think let's, they're trying to hide a health violation. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they don't know about it at, this, at all. Well, I will put out there that I'm feeling about one-fifth my normal self in terms of uh, healthiness. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking I could really use a long rest. <laughs> and I don't know if it might be easier to help me sleep since I'm so darn weak right now. 
Let's shut this explain. door first off. Okay. I'm you not close, going near that door. You close the secret door. That seems to uh, keep the the cold from getting into the cellar as much. So let's, let's sleep on it. We'll take a nice nap and we'll, we'll worry about it in the morning. Yes. Okay. And by right. nap, uh, you mean tie our, our good friend up. Yes. I mean, yeah. Well, we'll get Evelyn blankets and stuff to make sure like so sweet. Cheap All right, yes. You uh <laughs> you chain Evelyn to one of the pillars, uh make sure it's the the lock is good and secure and that there isn't any real uh room for her to worm her way out and then you get blankets and stuff that you can sort of pile up around her so that she feels a little bit more comfortable. It's still a cold ass cellar Evelyn. You're not terribly pleased about being down here but especially because it's cold because of mold. Evelyn yes. really doesn't like mold. So yes. Yeah. Understand, Evelyn. This is for your own good and for the Martikovs. Can yeah. we set someone outside to watch the door just in case and take watches again like we did last time? That's Dia? actually a fantastic idea, Strix. We can do the same uh, thing. There, right. are, there are two ways into and out of the cellar. Uh, both. One is a ramp. Actually, there are three. Uh, one is a staircase that goes up to the fermentation area and to the uh, sleeping quarters. One is a ramp that goes up to the loading docks, and one is a staircase that goes up to what you have, what you later realize is a glass blowing workshop where they make their bottles. So if you are to sort of watch all of the ways into the cellar, it would take all three of you to do so. Oh, we could just watch. We could just watch Evelyn through. Or, or you could just stand here in the cold and just for our friend and each yeah. other. We'll just wrap ourselves, cocoon up and up. Yeah. And just do what All we right. have to do. Excellent. Um, it is after about an hour down here, you guys are just miserably cold. <laughs> Ch this. Chattering into the blankets. <laughs> It's okay. The wine will keep us warm. Yes. Well, you do have that. Uh, Paulton, are you going to share your, your wine? <laughs> this was really sad. She really wants some. She's like... <laughs> uh, I reluctantly, reluctantly pass it around. It's like, whoever wants to partake. Uh, you pop the you pop the cork on a bottle of purple grape mash number five, and you pass the bottle around to everybody so they can warm themselves. Um, but it it doesn't have the same uh, robust flavor as your bottle of Red Dragon Crush, which might warm them even more. Yeah, Paulton wouldn't give us the good stuff. Yeah, he wouldn't give you the good stuff. <laughs> Paulton's drinking that himself because <laughs> he's only got one bottle of that stuff. <laughs> The other one got thrown down the gullet of Winter Splinter, so he's not giving that one up to you guys. Aww. Look, we've all, all right. had to make sacrifices here. I would like all of you to make constitution checks, please. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty good. Fifteen. Fifteen uh, for DF. Thirteen. Thirteen for, I'm sorry, who was that? Me, Holly. Okay. Ten for Evelyn. Ten for Evelyn. Paulton? The night has begun. Uh, <laughs> Nate, right. dude, you need new dice. Yeah. Uh, morning comes. Wait, if we're going to take a long rest, shouldn't we do some uh, some recovering, like some hit dice spending, some... Oh, that's resolved at the end. Okay, okay. It's at the end. Yeah. Okay. 
when morning comes, DF, um, yes. you realize that you you had dozed off in the the later part of the um, the morning. Uh, you were able to stay awake and alert and, and pretty vigilant up until about what you would assume to be maybe three, four in the morning. Um, and then you suddenly awake with a start and you see that uh, Evelyn is not there. What? No. Moreover, moreover you can see that the chain, the chain appears to have snapped. This big ass chain. I told you to put me to sleep. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, immediately, like, dart up and like get over there and start looking for clues of what could happen. I'm looking for like claw marks, slash marks. Yeah. Like if she forced her way out or if she was let out. Right. Or make a right. Make a, you can either make an intelligence investigation or a wisdom perception check. Your choice. Uh, I'll go perception. <laughs> uh, Eighteen. Okay. When you look at the chain, uh, you can see that uh, evidence suggests that it was not uh, broken by sheer brute force. Uh, but somehow cut. Didn't we take my weapons away? I don't think it was your weapon that took it. Mysterious voice. <laughs> the voice in your head. Yeah. Um, it's the the iron is sort of sheared. Right. Uh, uh, immediately checking a secret door to see if that was recently used or any other... Um, Drag, secret door does not look like it's been disturbed. Uh, drag drag marks are like from like the weight of her armor or anything or her weapon or at the other exits. Um, it is uh, now. I have a question for you. Um, backing up a little bit, did you take her weapons off of her? I think no. Evelyn would have given her weapons up. <laughs> I didn't I, like. I don't think Evelyn's dumb enough to not know her own capability. Right. Yes. In that case, her weapons and stuff, everything that she gave up, is still here. In your in your care in your possession, she's she left without them, or she was taken away without them. Don't leave light fall. Oh, I took her. Okay, uh, I get I go back. I find Strix. I find Polton. I wake them up immediately. And I'm like, Yep, up now. Oh, Polton. Strix is holding. Yep. Strix is sleeping with the doll. By the way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the first thing to see. Just no. <laughs> uh, is it still, like, is it still don't be mean to Mister Shambleface. Is it still like pretty early in the morning? Like, are the Martikovs mm -hmm. not awake yet? Uh, that would be your guess, but you're down in the cellar. It's hard to tell. Okay. I'm hoping they're not awake yet. Everyone stay quiet just in case we don't want to alarm them or bring attention to ourselves. Evelyn is missing. We're going to find her. Oh, man, it's not... All right. How are we going to find her? Well, well, I know what directions she didn't go. I was guarding one spot. It didn't look like they went through into the gross, moldy ice cavern. Oh, that leaves what? Two possibilities? Yeah, it means, it means she either went up the ramp into the loading dock area or she went up through the, uh, the, the, the glass blower shop. Let's check the loading dock first. Uh, when you, sorry. So with that, uh, before we move on to this, do we want to resolve any resting Yes, uh, you all can uh, gain the benefits of a long rest. Uh, so, a long rest, yay! Yep, you got your hit points back and all your all your cool. I'm assuming not powers. me though. 
We don't know. You may or may not have had a busy night. We'll find out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Will Sander save me? Great. Okay, we'll go to the uh, loading dock right away and... Yeah, you run up the ramp to the loading dock, uh, you, you throw open the door. Uh, the loading dock has not changed much since you last saw it, but as soon as you get there, you realize that, yeah, it is the wee hours of the morning, um, and it's it's sort of gray outside and still kind of dark, and uh, all seems quiet in the loading dock. The only thing you can uh, hear is uh, the sound of... Um, Distant rumbling thunder. Damn it! All right, okay. let's check. Let's check the other one. Yeah. Let's all go. All right, yeah, nothing here looks like it was mm -hmm. or whatever. Not that I can tell. When uh, you run into the uh, the fermentation vat area, you can see that the Martikovs have done their best to sort of clean up the mess that was left behind by the shattered vat. Uh, they've also seemingly disposed of the corpses and swept away these small little twig monsters who were scattered upon the floor. Uh, and there is a back door that leads into the wine uh, glass blower's shop. And when you go in there and look around, um, you see no signs of anyone. All is quiet. Um, a dirty window in one wall lets a little bit of morning light enter the room. You see wine bottles uh, and tools uh, and a barrel of sand next to a hearth, a staircase going back down into the cellar, which you know about, and the barred back door. Uh, now that door, when you last saw it, uh, was closed and the bar was down over it. That door is now hanging open and the bar has been thrown up. Strix is yeah. going to look at Diaz and look at the door and go, "What? let's see if her horse, we need to see if her horse is there. Nasty, undead horse thing. If it's there, then she didn't leave on her own. Right. Excellent point. Um, you can see that uh, her horse and Valentina, they probably would have been kept in the stables adjoining the winery. Uh, when you go in, that when you push those doors open, you can see uh, they are both there as well as two horses that the Martikovs own. They, they have not been disturbed. Evelyn has not taken them. Well, it's our horses accounted for, which means she didn't take her own, and they didn't which take ours. She was taken against her will by someone or it's something. It's also good or to someone nearby. Like, take the puppet. Yeah. Uh, it's at that point in time when you hear a horrifying uh, scream from upstairs in the winery. The scream is a female voice. It's female, uh, a screaming female adult. Upstairs. Check this door out. They're probably fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, did it sound like someone we know? Uh, make a perception check, DF. Hey. I'll do it too, just in case. 11. Yeah. I'm going to do it too. Yep. This is not a hard check. So, oh, okay. all right. 16. All right. You both realize that the scream comes from uh, Davy and Martikoff's adult daughter, Stefania. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, oh God. Well, let's go. I'm just going to run towards it. Don't okay. do this, Chris. There's still time. Don't do it. Here we go. Just, don't do up, it. When you run upstairs and you burst into uh, the into the upstairs rooms, 
you can see that the Martikovs have been awakened by the screams and they're obviously in panic and distraught. Uh, and uh, uh, you can see in the master bedroom, uh, Stefania uh, being consoled by her husband and you see the empty cradle. What? Oh shit. <laughs> what is happening? Ah, Starts pulling her hair out. There's just a big clump on the ground. Little <laughs> left the baby with Uncle Paulton. Why does it gotta be on Uncle Paulton? <laughs> is gonna be as as calming yeah. as she can because Evelyn's gone and she feels like she has to be a little bit more calming. Yeah. You also you also see that uh, the the secret door in the master bedroom that DF discovered a couple episodes ago that leads to the loading crane area that is also open, and of course Evelyn knew about it. No, no, I refuse to believe that. I was like, longer than that. did you guys? Chris wouldn't, Chris wouldn't kill a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't kill a baby. I didn't kill the baby. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think you mean eat a baby. You do recall that you Evelyn did this today. You do recall that Evelyn uh, was very interested in the baby the day before. Yeah. I'm never gonna forget you, Chris. Uh, she got the taste of that sweet baby flesh and came back for more. I told you you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, that last one little smooch taste of uh, that. Listen, <laughs> baby's missing. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, so with Stefania, uh, right when you mention her name, she looks at you with daggers in her eyes and she says, you, you brought that monster here. I'm going to be completely honest with you and say there are no signs of a monster. I'm not seeing any claw marks. I'm not seeing any blood. Everything could be fine. We're just going to go out and find your little small human. What did you see? Where did they go? Uh, d- uh, the husband, Dag, says that they awoke to find the cradle empty. Maybe the baby escaped. <laughs> yeah, babies can't walk! Maybe this, this place it's is totally feasible. Got like little spider legs and went out of here. I don't know. It is. It, we, anything could happen here. It could have spider legs, but I don't think it walked away. Maybe Evelyn didn't take it. Maybe the person that took Evelyn also took the baby. I'm feeling, framed. feeling a lot of tension right now. <laughs> little discomfort. I think what we need is a, it's a jaunty little tune. Oh, no! <laughs> so I take out my bagpipes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, you pull out your bagpipes, and uh, your plan is to play them then? <laughs> yeah. It's like... Can you just imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I start playing. <laughs> <laughs> what does it sound you, like? You, you sort of get the first sound. Damien <laughs> just sort of reaches up and pulls it out of your mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like has the most shocked face. She's like, just <laughs> 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 like I'm in disbelief. And uh, he says, "We can't waste time. We have to try to find Yolanda." <laughs> Baby and, uh, Yolanda. 
you see uh, he goes over and throws the window open and the shutters open on the master bedroom. And then you immediately see him transform into a raven. All of his clothing falls away around him and he flies out the window. Whoa, 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 cool. (laughs) Uh, You see that his two sons uh, do exactly the same thing. Look, I want this power. How can I be one of these cool things? And uh, that leaves you with the distraught Stefania and her husband, Dag, and uh, the three younger boys. Okay. You guys are were-ravens. Awesome. That's fine. This is fine. We're going to help you. So far. Exactly. We're going to help you, and we're going to go out and find them. So let's all go and see if we can see any evidence in the forest. Sound like a good idea? Do you, Colton? Let's do that. After we're done checking the rest of the, the, the... of this house that's going to have gone somewhere. Uh, sure. But them checking out outside, that they'll find anything before, long before any of us can. That's um, true. They're birds. Into that secret passage that I found that led into this room. Look for clues yes. there. All right. That takes you back into the upper level of the loading dock. Uh, you can see blood on the soaked into the wooden floor from where you killed that evil druid and took his staff, but his corpse right. is long gone. Uh, you can see. Um, uh, you can make a perception check to see if you see any other clues. Certainly. Anything and everything. Uh, 16. Excuse me just for a quick moment. Oops. The good news is I still have Juniper on me. I never gave your mouse back. You never gave her back? Nope. <laughs> you kept her safe. Although That's maybe we good. should have should have eaten the rat instead of a baby. <laughs> it's a mouse. Juniper's a mouse. Whatever. Point I have the rat. Yeah. They're just hanging out with me now, eating the snacks in my clothes. <laughs> I am just gonna point out though, like unrelated. But a baby wear palm would be super adorable. <laughs> cute little right. puffy. I'm oh, too bad uh, you ate it. I mean, if it still has no, a head. Don't eat it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Diaf, you can. Yes. Uh, the only thing you're able to find is what appears to be an item that was dropped on the floor that you're pretty sure wasn't here the last time you were in the room, and it is a small pan flute. The fuck. That was Evelyn's. Good memory. Holy cow. I forgot I had that till I looked at my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm just going to pick that up and I mutter under my breath. Shit. Yeah. She was really bad at that thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm going to I'm going to take Juniper out just because I have I have it I have it with me just be like Juniper, can you smell Evelyn on this pan flute? <laughs> you take us to Evelyn Juniper, a little mousy friend. All right. Uh, where did I? Where did I find? Like chewing on my hand. <laughs> yeah. No, she, it's, it seems to be you know poking at the, looking at the flute, and you're not really sure what it's thinking. But uh, what do you do after that? I'll put him on the ground. He goes running off. <gasps> I'm gonna follow him. All right. This is what we're doing now. We're chasing like, the rat. <laughs> no, and it's a mouse, dear, and it's a, it's. Evelyn's friend, just like Stinky, is my friend. And it's like... (laughs) (laughs) 
So Diath, uh, Strix seems to be going after the the mouse that she put down on the floor. You were going to do something else or what? Uh, I was going to ask where I found this pan flute. Uh, basically, it was uh, on the floor in the corner by the. Or it was on the floor uh, near the edge of the opening that leads down into the um, loading dock. It's conceivable okay. that it was dropped by a creature, going down, leaping okay. down, or going down. Is that where the mouse goes? Uh, no, it sort of goes down the hallway to the ramp leading down to the loading dock. So it's taking the more the safer route. Oh. This is the stupidest idea we've ever had. We're going to follow that mouse. Yes. Do you yeah. concur, Paulton? Sure. <laughs> Just for the record, I, I can't talk to animals. I but know. let's try. Imagine <laughs> yourself to talk to an animal. I can't, I know. I can only talk to other demony things. Sorry. Yeah. Despite years of being tutored by gnomes, she never mastered the art of talking to little furry critters. No. All right. I have other duties. So, not surprisingly, the mouse is not the swiftest creature. I mean, like speed-wise. Um, so. It, you can easily keep up with it as it goes downstairs and it runs across the loading dock and down into the onto the ground in front of the winery. And then it starts to kind of trundle across the ground toward the vineyards. I was still going to find it. I'm like, go little guy. Go little guy. I throw him a snack. As we casually walk behind you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just as a point of interest, Juniper is a girl mouse. Just pointing. Okay, good. Little lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you follow the mouse into the vineyards. It's like the start of a really bad horror film. Um, <laughs> wow, great. <laughs> all right, uh, I would like, uh, you follow, as you, as it leads you down one of the rows of the vineyards, uh, the vineyards have rows that are about 100 yards long, and then there's like a break, and then another more rows of vineyards and stuff like that. So it's almost maze-like because these uh, grapevines have grown quite tall and they're actually quite old. Um, and you can see uh, some of them have not been picked yet and the, the grapes are uh, still uh, either firm and maybe just a little bit crinkly. And uh, although the sky is dark and brooding, it isn't raining at the moment, but everything has a dampness to it since it's been um, raining quite a bit. You do see little half barrels parked here and there uh, that the Mardikovs would use when they're picking the grapes and they're just sort of lying with a bit with water flooding their bottoms. And I'd like everybody to make a perception check as you, those of you who are present, uh, to see if you see anything. Red. 19. Good. 24. 24, good. Paulton? 16. 16. You all begin to see, um, or you come upon some tracks that this, that this mouse is actually following, and you can see that they are lupine, um, but big, like a, like tracks left by a human wolf hybrid. Or maybe just a big dog, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you also see the, uh, the cast off remains of Evelyn's boots. Oh, the boots, are they torn off? Uh, it looks like that uh, they, they do need some stitching um, in order to repair them. You can also see uh, some cast-off uh, garb sort of hanging on one of the vines. Not my boots, too, Chris. <laughs> like, uh, no, the, the, her magical boots don't, don't look like they're damaged. Um, okay. I'll put them in my pack for her. 
I'll pick up all these pieces and I'm like, good, good little mousy. What you're able to read, what you're able to read from that is that she was in human form until this point. It doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. This makes me really happy. I hope I didn't eat the baby. (laughs) Take a bet on if Evelyn ate this baby. (laughs) I'm like, be quiet. Her, her Lathander is listening. <gasps> You're such a good friend. <laughs> if he finds out she ate a baby, she's going to be in big trouble. Maybe, Maybe the it's a demon baby. <laughs> I'm like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at least now we have a. Now we have tracks in a path or at least a direction. Yes. And as you start, as uh, Strix is collecting the garb and, and you're sort of uh, studying the surroundings and such, uh, uh, DF, you look up and way down the road, farther than you've gone, you see a figure standing uh, sort of in mist. Oh, no. And uh, it appears to be Evelyn. <laughs> And uh, you can see, you can see even at this distance that her uh, face and mouth is covered, drenched with blood. Oh, no, Chris! <laughs> I'm like, oh hey, I hope that's grapes. And the way she's the way she's moving, uh, generally in your direction, uh, is kind of uh, slow, almost like she's dazed. I I sprint off after her. Okay. All right, I'm gonna follow Diaz. What are you going to do with the mouse? Oh, I'll pick Juniper up, of course. Okay. All right. Yeah. Come on, Juniper. Don't yes. look. I'll cover its eyes. So, Evelyn, you have no memory of the night's festivities. <laughs> when you see your friends running toward you through the, uh, the vineyard, um, they are a welcome sight, uh, but at the same time, they're almost like in a, it's almost like a dream. Everything's sort of misty and gray and not quite real. And uh, you feel tired, like you were running all night or something. Uh, <clears throat> as they approach, uh, the way that Evelyn would normally like run to Paulton, she like sees Strix first and just like walks toward her and like kind of collapses into her arms. Oh, I'm gonna give her a big hug. Oh, I'll use my I'll use my uh, my dirty robes to wipe the blood off your face and just be like, looks like you had a lot of grapes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> as she does that, I kind of like see it as she wipes it off yeah. my face, and I'm like, what? Those hurt. That's not. That's blood. What? What happened? Uh, I don't know. You know what? How about? Uh, we don't talk about that right now. Let's get you dressed and cleaned up. uh, (coughs) Yeah, that's when you realize that pretty much everything you were wearing isn't just in tatters or all but gone, Evelyn. I'm just like in shock. Like I can't even process. I'm just like staring at my hands. And I like, if if Evelyn could faint, she would probably faint, but she's like too not fainty to faint. A raven flies down and assumes the form of Davian Martikoff. And when he sees you, Evelyn, he says, Where's the baby? What did you do with it? The baby's gone? (laughs) (laughs) I look at Strix and I'm like, did I take the baby? You took it. Nope, we're still looking. Did you eat it? 
Curse you! Don't help me! Let's Curse go! you! No, don't, don't, no, not, no. <laughs> I'm going to get, Strix is going to look at him and be like, look, we are trying to help you here. Our friend, we don't know what happened. Someone else could have taken your baby. You work need to calm down or you're going to yes. calm yes, down. Yes, you're right. Of course you're right. I'm, I'm like kneeling and rocking and praying, like, dear Lathander, Lord of the morning, give me your servants. He's going to do this forever unless we calm down. He says, my family will not understand. You need to leave. You need to leave before they hurt you. I agree. No, we need to find out what happened to the baby. We need to find out. Be quiet. the baby. leave. Where did I come? We need to, where did I come from? And I start like retracing my steps or trying to. Nope, yeah. I'm gonna nope. Here, get Paulton, give her one. You feel the cold mud squish under your feet as you make your way sort of back the way you came and your party's following you. Paulton, uh, do I see her. like footsteps from where I came from? Yeah, they're not hard to spot. And actually okay. you can you you have such great scent, you have no trouble following uh, tracks. I feel like I'm gonna barf. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I'm just like I'm ignoring any sound around me. I'm just like one hundred percent focused on like I'm going back where I came from. I have to find out what happened. Where's the baby? Uh. The rest of you just see her kind of assume this kind of hunting, kind of like very studious, um, focused. Right, nose posture. the ground, sniffing. Yeah. And yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, you had mentioned that there were lupine uh, foot, uh, footprints yeah. back earlier before we saw Evelyn. Yeah. Uh, do those lead to here or are there other footprints around They here seem that- to lead to here and beyond. In fact, Evelyn seems to be following her own tracks at this point. I guess we'll follow her. Yeah. I don't really want to see where it leads, honestly. All right. Uh, The tracks lead out to the edge of the vineyard, um, very near to the gravel road that runs to the winery. Um, So at some point she must have crossed it or maybe taken it uh, somewhere. Um, And uh, it's at that point that you all see a... And man coming down the road, the dusty road, on the back of what looks like a almost an ashen white horse Whoa. that has glowing eyes, glowing white eyes. So this horse is not natural. It's some sort of supernatural thing. The figure on the top of the horse is an elf with grayish skin and black long hair, well-dressed, um, with a bearing, uh, a sort of cold bearing of an aristocrat. Um, and you can see uh, a, a steady calm in his eyes as he and his steed approach. They're not galloping, they're just kind of sauntering. But he's got something in his arms, mm-hmm. wrapped in what appears to be his cloak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the cloak is very fine. It seems to be made of the finest uh, sheepskin with a beautiful sort of grayish wolf trim, wolf fur trim. And he's got it all sort of bundled up in his arms as he makes his way down the road toward you. And he's somewhat surprised to see you, enough that he kind of pulls back on the horse a bit and it stops and remains perfectly still. Uh, When you get this close to the horse, you can sort of see a mist pouring off of it. Rex is just gonna look like, oh, oh hey, hey Cutter, is that a baby you got there? We're looking for a baby. It's human though, not like you. He said, Yes, I found it in a wolf's den. 
<gasps> you locked up. And I run up to him, like, and try to, like. When you run up with your sort of blood-stained face and hand. Oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, uh, you can see that uh, he says, you must be the mother. And he hands it to you. Is it Yolanda? It is Yolanda, and she is wrapped up safe and sound in this man's cloak. I, I whispered, damn it, and hand Paul $10. <laughs> Evelyn is sobbing. Like, the, the tears are, like, running tracks in the blood on her face. She's, like, unconsolably sobbing, and she walks over to Davian, who's still there, right? Uh, no, uh, you left Davian behind. Okay. Well, I don't even like, I like keep the baby away. Like I used to be like nuzzling it and like smooching it and stuff. I'm like keeping it as far away from me as possible, but as safe as possible like this. And I'm like, like, we need to go back to the winery right now. We need to take Yolanda back to the winery right now. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. And, um, uh, Dia, if you hold Yolanda and I give nope. her to you. Nope. <laughs> Paulton, you're really good with kids. Here, Paulton. Oh, Here. oh God. You hold, you hold Yolanda. Okay. Uh, All right. oh, <laughs> uh, as you as you hold uh, Yolanda Paulton, you see that she's uh, smiling broadly at you. Uh, she seems very content. If, <laughs> I just I'm gonna look to Paulton and be like, Paulton, if, if Evelyn didn't eat the baby, then whose blood was on her face? Do I hear that? <laughs> I was like sobbing with relief, and then she said that, and I'm like. <laughs> So this man that's in front of us, I'm on this misty horse. Nothing, yes. on, nothing on him suggests any kind of, say, I don't know, a wound or anything. Uh, you can see that uh, uh, he has a, a, a sheath to his uh, his hip, a, a scimitar. Uh, you can also see um, that he's got uh, uh, nice shiny black boots and uh, uh, a high sort of collar around his neck. Uh, he does not look like he has been wounded in any way, at least not recently, but he does have an old scar across his forehead, like somebody just clipped him with a, a sword tip in some sort of duel or something. It, it doesn't look, it, it's totally healed over, and it's really no more than just a, a dark streak across his forehead. Um, but as you as you study him more closely, uh, when you look into his eyes, he is elven, um, as evidenced by his pointy ears and his slight form. Uh, he probably would stand about five foot eight if he were on the ground, but being on the horse gives him a bearing uh, and a countenance uh, that's infinitely more formidable. Uh, there, but there's a look in his eyes to suggest a world wisdom. Um, they're the eyes of a man who has killed many in his lifetime. I, uh, I walk back up to him, kind of like brushing the tears off, and I say, thank you so much. You can't know how much you have, you've done today to save such a, a wonderful family and, and, and me. You're welcome. Where did you say you found Yolanda? In a wolf's den. And what were you doing there? What are you doing he says, here? He says... Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Casimir Velikov. I am a Dusk Elf, and I know these lands very well. I know every rock, every tree, every grave. I have lived here for hundreds of years. 
I have come seeking a man, a dead man, a hanged man. Oh, uh, why, why are you looking for a man like that? Tith runs away crying. He says, Madam Ava told me I should find him and help him. Oh, Madam Eva. She's great, isn't she? She's so friendly. Uh, help him. That's great. What do you want to help him do? Do you know? He says, I don't. Do you know where I will fi- where I can find this man? <laughs> I sure do. Now no. I get to help you. Go stand right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, he casts his uh, eyes, sort of arches an eyebrow as he looks down upon you. I swear to God, Evelyn. <laughs> I heard Alexander as well. Um, uh, I would like. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he sort of moves his horse closer to you, DF. Um, and uh, when he comes to a certain point, you hear just in your head or all around you, the screams of thousands of men. What? <laughs> it's just like a cacophony. It's, it's it, almost skull-splittingly loud. Yeah, uh, I like put a hand to my head and just kind of scream in retaliation, like take several steps back away from him. Yep. And Strix, uh, you can actually hear it too when he gets close enough to you. No, you don't hear it, Evelyn. And Paulton, you hear it too, the screams of thousands of souls uh, when he comes close to you. I like cover oh. the baby's ears. Can I try to do an arcana check to figure yeah. out maybe why this is happening? <laughs> yep. Right. I want to know if I know any magical reason of why this would happen. 21. Uh, you uh, aren't exactly sure. Uh, it seems to be uh, connected to him. Your best guess uh, is you've heard these types of screams before. Um, it's like being on the shores of the River Styx. Oh, great. And hearing the souls of the damned uh, sort of being coursed down the river into the nine hells. Why are you guys being so rude? He's a perfectly well-dressed man, and he would like to help you. Don't be shut up. judgmental. Was- I'm just going to look at the elf and say, whoa, you've got, you've got something going on there. Have you been to the hells before? Or, I mean, it's not a great place. He says, I have killed many men in my lifetime, and my enemies have cursed me. Oh, are you your enemies? Uh, who are your enemies? Maybe like some, just who, who are they? Their <laughs> names are not important. Oh, yeah. I think they are. He says, but these are, these are men who threatened my kind, my people, and my family, and I put them to death. All right, all right. Uh, are you friends with a tall, uh, vampiric man who wears nice clothes and rules this place? <laughs> you are speaking of Strad von Zarovich. Don't say his name, it makes him stronger. He looks at you and he says, He is the devil. 
he killed my sister, Petrina, and trapped her in the catacombs of his castle. Strix just like wipes her hand. She's like, all right, this guy's good. <laughs> Screams aside, he's fine. Just walks away. Uh, I am still 100% paranoid and do not trust this man whatsoever. <clears throat> uh, so it seems like he says, on my travels across this land, I passed through the town of Valaki and heard of a man who had been hanged, and yet here you are. By the grace of Lathander. Yeah. <laughs> A man who had been hanged and disappeared from the gallows. By the grace of Lathander. He says, I wish to help you. And in so doing, Madam Ava says, you will help me. Oh, there we go. Fine, I'll bite. What do you need? My curse lifted. Oh, actually we need one of those two. Okay. He says, there is a place in the mountains called the Amber Temple, a repository of ancient lore that was guarded by wizards. Therein lies the key to undoing powerful curses such as mine. I, I should put a hand up. It's like, oh, come on. I know about the Amber Temple, dude. Just, <laughs> I know. Come on. <laughs> Madam Ava maybe said can, you would. Do you think maybe you could also get rid of our friend's uh, wolf condition? You are the one who took the child, then. I, I don't, I don't think so. But that's why I was hoping maybe you could show me this wolf den. Maybe I could retrace my steps just to make sure I haven't offended the Morning Lord. Yes. And uh, he sort of turns his horse around as if to do exactly that. We should bring the baby back. I guess bringing the baby back would also be a good idea. That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should drop drop off Yolanda and then check this out, maybe. Okay. Uh, you make your way back to the winery. As you approach, even before you get to the winery, uh, the, the various Martikops uh, who have been uh, searching high and low in Raven form spot you and sort of descend upon you uh, until pretty much the whole... Uh, both Davian and his two and his two uh, eldest boys are there, as well as a couple of the younger boys. Um, and uh, when they see that Yolanda is safe and sound, a great relief falls over them. Um, although they are shocked by your appearance, Evelyn, um, all seems to be well in their mind. And uh, El- Elvir will quickly take the baby and see it return to his sister. Uh, I kind of like shrink back from really even interacting with any of them. I just kind of like nod and like, yeah, Yolanda's okay. That's good and everything. But like, until I figure out what happened, I'm not even really interacting with them because I feel this like guilt of the unknown. Uh, you sort of back up and there's this, uh, kind of weird phantom horse next to you. And, uh, you see, um, uh, Casimir say the wolf den then. Uh, just one sec. Uh, Strix, have you uh, seen my weapons and stuff? All my gear? Oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> I just got it. Like, I have all your boots and stuff. It out <laughs> of the stack. <laughs> I, take, dirty. I gather all my stuff back. All right. Okay. Although I'm sure my clothing is probably tattered, yeah. but everything else is good, right? Yep. 
Evelyn, uh, since you're not quite so freaked out as you were a few moments ago, uh, make a perception check and you have advantage. Ooh. Oh, good, because this is the first thing I rolled. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, has this ever happened before? Wow, that's excellent. That was the best advantage roll of all time. Yep. I didn't max that. Uh, you uh, can sense that the blood that's sort of still kind of caked on you is not human blood. It appears to be goat's blood. Oh, I'm like, kind of like, I'm still, you know, trying to clean it off as best I can while being in a hurry. But I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm positive. This is, this isn't human blood. This is goat's blood. It's fine. I'm sure we're just going to find some farmer. I need to give a few gold pieces and, uh, Audience <laughs> laughter. There are no goats at the Mardukov winery. No. I'm sure I just I I, I must go uh, apologize to some deer goat farmer. I'm sure it's near this wolf's den. We'll just go check it out with our new friend Casimir, and uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll just resolve this real quickly. Yolanda's safe and. Lathander has blessed me with his caretaking once again and kept me from committing an egregious sin. All right. Well. Den, then. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, and I also get um morning glory. Oh, of course. Yes. We'll, we'll get onto our horses and then yeah. we will uh, follow Casimir. I'm still on high alert the entire time I'm with this dude. Yeah. I'm probably still yeah. hearing screams too, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, those of you, uh, except for Evelyn, can hear these horrendous screams that emanate from the man whenever you get close to him. Ugh. I am uh, I'm, I'm riding Morning Glory next to Casimir, and I kind of like point at his horse, like point at my horse, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very Casimir. I'm just like, so is the yelling thing? It's like all the time, right? <laughs> this is constant. He, he says, yes. Great. Time. Cool. I'm sure that's not annoying. He says it is the price of justice. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> uh, he leads you up the road and then sort of off the road into the woods east of the vineyard. Um, and then he dismounts. And then uh, when he gets about 10 feet away from his mount, his mount just goes down into mist. And is gone. Whoa. I look at Morning Glory and I'm like, cool. Can you do that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure what would happen to Morning Glory if you dismissed it. Um, but, uh, I can just resummon her, can't I? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, but you're not sure what sort of visual effect accompanies oh. the departure. Right. Worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. I miss you too much. I scratch <laughs> her chin. Her bony chin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you see that Casimir seems to be navigating some uneven terrain, uh, walking on foot that, that really horses can't navigate too well. He climbs up over some dead logs and things. And then uh, up ahead, if you follow him on foot, which you'll kind of have to do, yeah, uh, he takes you to a place where, yeah, you see what appears to be a wolf's den nestled among some rocks. Um, there are no pups or anything there, but there's evidence of bones and other detritus that would suggest wolves do lair here. 
at I that see. point. Roll initiative. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, don't get bit, anyone. I yell. Oh, another 20. <clears throat> what the boom. So that gives so, me, uh, yeah, uh, 22. 22. Uh, and uh, Jared, or, uh, what was DS roll? DS is 20. 20 total. Uh, Strix? 10. 10. Paulton? 16. 16. All right. Cool. D or uh, Evelyn, with your super keen senses, uh, you smell death approaching or death near decay rot. In a way that I don't think is normal for a lair of wolves. Correct. Or for Barovia. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and uh, so you are not surprised, and therefore the party is not surprised. Nice. Uh, when you sense uh, the danger approaching, you can warn everybody that death is approaching, and it's at that time uh, running uh, toward you out of the mist and the forest are these very kind of um, fast-moving zombies. Ooh. Human zombies? Yes. Uh one question. Did I have any kind of health recovery during whatever rest I got? No. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Then probably my first move. Oh, so I didn't even recover any spells or anything. Then. Correct. From our tree fight. Correct. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I uh, immediately... Cover myself like this and say, "Not as a thunder, bless me." And I lay my hands on myself. Excellent. Um, and I'm gonna do all of it. So six times yeah. five is thirty. Excellent. All right. So you get thirty hit points. Um, is that a bonus action for you? I don't remember. Mm. Lay on hands is an action action, right? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. But you're looking better. Uh, you can see that there are five of these zombie creatures uh, rushing toward you out of the mist. And DF, yep. what would you like to do? Not much. <laughs> uh, not really good fighting undead, as it turns out. Uh, I really kind of like hop back a little bit and take a defensive position behind Evelyn. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll, have, I'll take out the short sword. Yep. Um, so it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> all right uh at that point in time you see uh casimir draw scimitar um and uh he rushes them mm. uh confronting one right off the bat and uh when when he runs up to it uh you see him just sort of slash across it uh, three times. Um, he seems to hit all three times. Uh, and the zombie, uh, although serious, one of its arms gets lopped off, another slash across its torso, and the final blow comes down basically into its neck. It still seems to be alive, although not in good condition. Zoro. <laughs> and then it is Paulton's, or sorry, uh, yeah, Paulton's turn. Uh, so, 
How far are they all away? They're about uh, 30 feet away. Mm, okay. Um, and it looks like they just crawled up out of the ground because they're covered with dirt. Okay. And they're all kind of running toward us? Yes. Okay. And the, the interesting thing is they seem, they're not all coming from the same direction. Uh, so they were sort of, I guess they were interred in different places around here in the forest. So okay. some of them are kind of running up behind you. Oh, okay. So they're all, they're not all grouped together? Correct. And there appears to be five of them. That floats a wrench. Okay, then. I'm going to... God. All right, how many are directly... How many are, like, within sight of me? Uh, you can see all five at this point, um, all sort of in different directions. Two of them are coming up behind you. They're the clearest to you. Okay. Uh, for the two behind me, can I cast fear? Sure. Cool. Uh, let's see. These creatures are not immune, so they have to make a saving throw. What is your saving throw, DC? That would be... If you can't find it quickly, you can calculate it by... Uh, uh, it's a uh, 15. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, your fear seems to uh, take hold of one of them, who, which stops dead in its tracks and uh, doesn't about face like it's going to run away. Sweet, I'll take it. All right. And then it is Strix's turn. Oh, right. Are there, um, is there anything around me, above me, that I can get to? Uh, there are trees all around you. So boughs of trees and stuff like yeah. that. Nothing that, with a good sturdy ledge that I could get to off the ground? Um, there are some rocks uh, around here that you could climb up on, and the tallest ones are about seven, eight feet tall. Okay, great. Um, I am going to go ahead and misty step myself up on those rocks. Yep. All right. I'm going to just position myself and then just pretty much for them get ready to start. Yeah. You can see all the zombies pretty clearly from up here. Misty step was only a bonus action for you, so you could still use. Oh, that's right. But you, you can't cast another spell unless it's a cantrip. Right, right. I can, yeah, so I can cast a cantrip, cool. Yep. Um, and I will just do, let's see. I'll go just ahead, go ahead and do Ray of Frost on the closest zombie. Okay. That would be I the one that uh, saved against Paulton's spell. So yes. make your attack roll. Make him run away slowly. Uh, I got oh, 1d8. Oh, when you reach fifth level, 2d8, great. Yep. Uh, I still only did four damage, but hey. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, so you hit it, uh, causing this sort of icy glaze uh, to appear, and it sort of slows it down um, as it tries to run away. And then it is Evelyn's turn. Uh, I raise Lightfall, and I'm like, 
you know how after something super traumatic happens, you like sometimes get the like giggles. You're like filled with just like, I'm actually fine. So she's just like super like, <laughs> like loopy. And she's like, Lathander, imbue me with your power. And she casts divine flavor as a action on Lightfall. And then she heads for the nearest zombie to smash All right. How about it? Awesome. <laughs> she rolls a 20. Okay. So that's a that's a uh, 27. Okay. And, and and a crit. Awesome. So that's 2d8, right? Yep. Okay. So uh what is it plus four to both dates or just overall? Overall. Okay. So one plus five is six plus four is ten plus one d4 radiant damage, which is two. Well done. Um, I would like you to also roll a d20 for me. Thirteen. Okay, you hack one of its arms off. Nice. And it flops down onto the ground. Let me give you a hand or take one. I don't know. I'm, raise the fanner. It's just like, no, there stop. Is. Totally stop talking. <laughs> All right, uh, Diaz, what would you like to do? Uh, There's one uh, uh, coming right at you. Eh. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, 10 feet away now uh, fine that, I'll hop forward with a stab alright uh, uh, 17 that is a hit easily just <laughs> poor damage 7 7 alright uh, and I'm sorry what weapon are you using uh, short sword short sword okay so you pierce it uh, you stab into its rotting flesh, and it seems to take all of that damage. Yeah, I took that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see Casimir. Um, he just absolutely cuts the one in front of him into pieces. And then you see him kind of stomping his foot on the ground, like, like he's trying to stamp ants or something. And uh, you can see he's actually stomping down on a severed limb that seems to be attacking him. Hmm. Oh, shit. Is it the one I cut off? No, it's one that he cut off. No. But he basically did the same thing you did. Um, and this, this severed arm is like clawing after him and he's just stomping it into the ground. Uh, and uh, then after apparently killing that, uh, he turns his attention on uh, the zombie who seems to be turning to flee. And then it is the zombie, or sorry, uh, nope, my mistake. It is Paulton's turn. Okay. So there um, is one zombie that you did not uh, cause to be afraid that isn't running away from you right now and is about 10 feet away from you. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on it. Okay. Uh, it fails its save. Cool. So that is... 3d6. Uh, is that one I can do higher for... Yep, you can burn a higher level slot and add another die, die basically, for each slot extra you use. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast it at level 2, so it's 4d6. Okay. Six. 
Hold up. Hold up. Four, seven, ten, and it was four, right? Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Excellent. Uh, you see it kind of clutch its head. Um, obviously, you can hear the, the horrible sounds that you are evoking in its mind, and it seems to take that psychic damage, uh, but is still alive. Which brings us to Strix. Now, Strix, uh, there's one, there, there's one that Evelyn, the one that Evelyn's fighting, the one that Diaz fighting, and the one that uh, Paulton is fighting. They're all roughly equidistant from you. Cool. Oh well, I guess I'll just do the usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do a careful spell fireball, uh, right? in the middle and i'm also going to block our good that would basically be right on top of you that's fine yeah i'm going to block our our new friend as well (laughs) all right a fire blast explodes outward um surrounding all of you but not hurting any of you oh my god and now you should be used to it by now i guess (laughs) i'm like oh yeah all of the zombies um uh, there's three of them failed their saves, so they're going to take all the damages. The all one right. that was uh, driven by fear to run away uh, was just out of range. Darn. Well, Oops. one is better than a bunch. All right, so numbers are one, two, one, two, 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 five, three, three. Okay. Two more. Six, two. All right, so 8 and 11 is 19, 20, 23, 24 points of damage to all of them. Okay, uh, that incinerates them all. <laughs> yes. They turn blackened skeletons and collapse into smoldering piles of limbs. Trish just stands on the rock with her staff, like, laughing manically, like, <laughs> 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 like kind of scary and really disturbing. Yeah. I, like, kind of join her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, Almost yelling just, things in Infernal. Yes. <clears throat> yep. So the one the one that was incinerated in front of you, DF, you see its eyes just sort of boil in its skull and burst out. And then as it collapses in front of you, you just see smoke issuing from its eye sockets. Um, clearly horribly dead. Uh, I, I breathe a sigh of relief. Yep. I, mean, I don't have to fight it anymore. Yes. Evelyn's, yours is roasted too. And actually the dismembered limb also looked like it was going to come to life and attack you. It gets fried as well and just sort of turns into a shriveled crisp of a, of a hand. I golf it with Lightfall. <laughs> All right. Um, and to make a long story short, uh, Rahadin, or, uh, uh, the, the elf, uh, the dusk elf, uh, Casimir, will go after um, these, this horrible fleeing zombie and just cut it down. With three attacks? Yeah. And all the zombies are toast. Yay. At which point, uh, uh, Casimir uh, turns back to you and says, Strad zombies, created oh. by Strad himself. For what reason exactly, do you think? He says, this smells like a trap. <gasps> I think because Strad he did it. 
<gasps> I hate Strahd. He is evil in the carnage. No, don't say his name and don't say he it last week. just an enemy of a standard. No, no, no. Trisha, and I will smite him from the no, face no, no. of this land. She's like putting her hands on her mouth. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Zombies. <laughs> Uh, well, that makes me feel so much better because now I understand that this was all a trap laid by Strahd because he's oh, mad at oh, us. No, no, no. no. He is no. trying to turn your curse against you all. He is. He's trying to do that, but he will not succeed. You know why? Because of hashtag friendship and because <laughs> of the lot of Lathander. As long as you are so cursed, you will be vulnerable to him and you'll put your friends in jeopardy. I suppose you're right. I could have... I could have done something really horrible. We need to find a way to end this curse. Is it at the Amber Temple? I like, or do should we go to the other wolves? I just don't know. He says the Amber Temple. The wizards there locked away great secrets. And there's no reason for us to go to the wolf den, Evelyn. I disagree. We need to finish checking out the wolf den. And also probably find out where I took that goat from. Poor thing. No, no, the goat doesn't matter. Uh, If it were your goat, wouldn't you think it would matter? Casimir will point to the place where he found the the child, um, basically lying in the cold without any protection, um, just in in this sort of dirty cavity. Lead the way. Do I smell anything? Perceive anything? Uh, yeah, you do smell that the the child was here. And I don't smell like any other presence or anything like that? Uh, you smell wolves, but they are not in the area at the moment. Uh, you sense that they're, uh, with your keen senses, uh, you might sense that they're about. Their smell is kind of everywhere in the forest. Okay. You've gotten used to it, but now when you're actually kind of sniffing them out, yeah, there are wolves about, but they're keeping their distance. And uh, my footsteps, did they just lead back to the cave or were there, was there another direction I came from that we could noticeably track me back where I came from? Uh, you don't actually see any of your footsteps around here. And do I see any other tracks like as though maybe I was born in on horseback or anything? Like, do I see coming and goings? Uh, make a uh, survival, a, will, a wisdom survival check. 16. Uh, that's a good question. So with that roll, you are able to see, uh, you don't find really any tracks leading to, other than wolf tracks, you don't find any tracks leading to and or from this area. Um, just wolves. Now, some of the wolf tracks are, shall we say, unnaturally big. Uh, like dire wolf sized, perhaps, uh, but that's it. The but with your sixteen, you do spot what appears to be a partial heel print from a boot of some kind, um, fresh enough to suggest that at least someone has been through here. But there are no, there's no nothing else around the boot to suggest it went in a particular direction. Whoever was here and left this mark took efforts to try to not leave signs of their passage. This seemed to have escaped their notice. And when, like, well, two questions. The dire wolf print, do I know the difference between mine and someone else's when I'm in wolf form? Mm-hmm. And it's not mine. No. As far and as then, you know, as far as you know, you have never been here. 
Okay. And then the tracks that we were following originally when I was like stumbling out of the mist, uh, did we follow those already or did we know where I came from or were they confused? Uh, you, you did not follow those to their natural ending point. Okay. So you went off with Casimir to basically find the wolf's den. Right. Um, so then I say, on the way back, could we just stop and just check out where I came from just to see if I can find this poor farmer real quick? Okay. Uh, as you make your way back toward the winery and you uh, head back into the vineyard to find and follow up Evelyn's trail, it'll probably take you several hours to do this, Evelyn, to basically retrace your steps throughout the night, because it turns out, as you begin to explore this, that you were all over the place. Um, you you were running around the vineyards, you were going through the woods, you were like chasing possibly other animals, um, picking up on other scents. You get the sense that you were just running around in the night, uh, wolfing out, having the time of your life, and after about... Uh, four hours of following your tracks to the best of your ability, you find a mutilated mountain goat. Oh, I'm very happy about this. I'm like, oh, and I, I say like a little blessing for the life of the animal, but like, I feel, I feel much like centered and like, yeah. I didn't agree. You are rather thing. distressed, however, when you see that its remains are scattered over about a 20 foot area. Uh, like uh, you just went to town on this creature. Yeah. So when I was following my footsteps around, I was kind of like, if you looked closely, you could see I would kind of smile because this is like Evelyn's inner like wild thing that she like doesn't really let out. So I'm kind of like, oh, isn't this, this is sweet. This is my inner me like being unbridled. But then when I see that, it's like, uh, thank you, Lathander. All blessings to you. Great morning, Lord. And then I just turn around and uh, like, when Casimir sees the carnage, he says, we must rid you of this curse as quickly as possible. You're right. I, I didn't want to believe it was true. I wanted to believe that I could control it, but my flesh is weak and I owe my servitude to Lathander. And if I cannot control myself, I'm not worthy of being his servant. Strix is going to lop off the goat's horns and uh, hang them off of her robe. Okay. <laughs> At least you're not wasted. Because you made me walk around. Let's go fix you. All right, all right, let's go. You see um, the elf kind of look at you with some distaste, some silent disapproval. Me or Strix? Strix. Oh, okay. Let's go like this. <laughs> all right, now I'm ready. Let's go to the Amber Temple. Uh, yeah. Hmm. What's wrong, DS? Evelyn didn't take the baby. Yeah, there was a, I don't know if I told you guys this, sorry, I've just been kind of all over the place, as you can tell, uh, but there was a heel print from a boot uh, indicating that there was someone who stole the baby, put it in the wolf cave, wanted everyone to believe that I took and ate the baby, but I did not. So uh, I believe that Casimir's explanation is the best one that Strahd has a personal vendetta against me and against us and wants everyone to believe that I am evil instead of being a servant of the great morning Lord Lathander, which I am. One of the sides up. Evelyn did not take the baby. You did not break out of your chains. You were let out. Some Strahd person. Some servant of Strahd. Exactly. And if you were running around all around this entire vineyard without any kind of clear direction, there's no way you could have had that baby because... 
that was your direction. That's what you needed. You weren't chasing anything. You're just going around like presumably as in wild animal or perhaps not even under your control at all. This mm-hmm. baby found and missing. And suddenly Buddy Casimir shows up out of nowhere saying, I found the baby. Man, that sure is a pretty big coincidence. <laughs> Strix is like, look at this guy. <laughs> he says, are you calling me a liar? I am absolutely calling you a liar. I don't trust you worth a damn. Uh, he will sort of just, he's, he's not a particularly tall man, but he's, you're, you're how tall? Uh, shit. Uh, uh, 5'11". All right. So you are taller than him. Um, he, he will sort of, uh, stride up to you with that aristocratic bearing of which you are becoming grossly accustomed. <laughs> and, uh, he says, Madam Ava put us together for a reason. Maybe you should put aside your distrust and we can accomplish our mutual goals and move on. I don't like this. <laughs> Just like, I can't hear you over the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. It really and, uh, bothers this, the musician, this is, especially. This is clearly something that he can't control. Um, this, uh, the screaming sounds of all of these people whom he silenced over the years. Um, and he says, listen to them, listen to them all. They're just yelling. <laughs> it's incomprehensible. I hear them all quite Kill clearly. Them, so it's understandable. He says, the howling screams of the dead. I wish them to end. Will you help me or will you stand in opposition to us? We're uh, us. Who's the other, who's the other one? Is there someone else here? The screaming voices. Oh, oh, you're counting them. Okay. Oh, that's weird. We're going to help you. Right, Dia? Uh, I kind of look back at the rest of the party, almost like looking for some kind of reassurance or general faith or notion from them on what they believe to be right. He says, and if you help me, I will help you fight Strahd. I like that. Can I make like a like a insight yeah. general feeling check? Absolutely. It is a Ooh, I'm very insightful. It's a 17. He's lying. <gasps> I just get this overwhelming feeling, this like burning conviction. I say by the light of Lathander, I do not believe you. DF, you are right. He will not help us fight Strahd. He said, Strahd killed my sister. Strahd killed a lot of people, but something about you is not right. You tell us the truth right now. I persuade him to tell me the truth. <laughs> he says... He looks at you coldly and says, fine, here's the truth. Strahd wanted to marry my sister, Patrina. I and several others in my Dusk Elf clan would not let her be corrupted by his evil. And we stoned her to death. (gasps) After she died, Strahd claimed her remains and locked them down in the catacombs of his castle and, as punishment, murdered all of the other women in our clan. 
thereby condemning us to never again, uh, thereby condemning us to live out our eternity with no children and no chance. Is that why you stole baby? He says, I did not steal the child. Is he lying again? Uh, he says, I saved that child. By finding it? How did you find it? Well, let's see your boot then, mister. Let's go put your says, boot back at that other boot spot. He says, I am a dusk elf. These woods are my home. I know every rock, every tree, every grave. I found it by chance or not, depending on whether you believe what Madame Ava has to say about our fates entwined. I was guided here to find him. And he points to DF. The hanged man will free me from my curse, he says. Do I believe all of this? Uh, you, anybody can make an insight check. I uh, will do that again. Oh, I fail. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, wait. Oh, DF. 20 for, 20 for DF. 20. Strix will just sit here picking her nose. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else want to make an insight check? I got a six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, the highest roll being a 20 uh, DF, uh, you believe that uh, there is no misdirection in his voice or tone. Uh, he seems to speak with great sincerity. You, uh, you sense, or you right. sort of, you, you, there's a, there's a sense from you that the shame he feels about the truth about Petrina, his his sister, um, is genuine. Okay, you believe him. All right, I still don't fully trust you. It's clear that our goals lie in there in the same. I am not helping you. I'm helping Evelyn. If your assistance to the Amber Temple can help rid us of all curses, then so be it. Come on, you dude. <laughs> all right. The truth uh, is always the best policy. Yes. Uh, he stares at you. You hear the screams of all the men and women he's killed over the years uh, echoing all around you. And he says, Solenka Pass awaits. Correct. I knew that because I also learned. <laughs> you think Got you're special because you know where a thing is? Yeah, you think you're special? Asshole. <laughs> Dress warm. Oh. Shit. Do we have warm clothes? Do we need to go get some? I brought some. Can the Mardikovs help us out, or is anyone? My know? clothes are super messed up. Can I? Can Shopping. I... Yeah. If you want. Yeah. If you want to go, if you want to go back to the winery and and uh, get some warm clothing from the Mardikovs, they'll be more than happy to hook you up. Uh, Davian is not surprised that you've made the decision to navigate the Solenka Pass. He tells you that the Solenka Pass. Well, he gives you a little bit of everything he knows about the Solenka Pass. Um, there we go. Uh, he tells you it's a gravel road that hugs Mount Gacchus, climbing to great heights. It starts at the Raven River Cross. Um, uh, and uh, 
After about seven miles, you'll reach a gatehouse, um, basically a, a wall um, with a gate set into it. Uh, You'll, you won't be able to get around it. You'll have to pass through it. Mm -hmm. There is a not only the iron gate itself uh, lowered into place, but a curtain of green flame. Green flame! <laughs> <laughs> he says, beyond the gatehouse is a guard tower um, of white stone. Um, and beyond that, a stone bridge that spans the Luna River. He says, the wind and the snow will make your journey treacherous. You mean our journey? Davian says, yeah, your journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was Casimir. Uh, yeah. No. Ca Casimir, yes. He says, our journey. Okay. All right. Okay, let's, yeah, let's get whatever provisions and things we can do to prepare ourselves. and Okay. Uh, reassure the Martikovs that we will continue to look for their two other missing gems so they can bring their winery back up to full. They're... they're they're delighted to hear that and they thank you profusely and stefania um she apologizes uh to all of you for her accusatory tone and her and unleashing her grief upon you i give her a hug and say all sorts of consolatory things and you know apologies and stuff all right uh, this is just gonna be like we're used to it <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to reach into one of my pouches and give um, two of the uh, uh, necklaces I had attained much earlier. Uh, just saying, it's not much, but perhaps this will help uh, cover any expenses or damages. Or When you break out the, uh, the, the nice necklaces, you see the Martikovs take a, a rather keen interest in them. Like, <laughs> their eyes light up and they sort of push their heads in and they're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, study them, they study them closely and they seem to I, I jangle it a little bit in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that of course, they're because they're part raven, you see. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a rare raven. They will happily accept your baubles and, and study Aww. them with great interest. So, uh, this is maybe of minor importance, but it's important to Evelyn. Uh, the state of her garb, especially her cape. Yes. How ruined is it, and what is she going to have to trade out, and what does she get from the Nardikovs? Um, uh, basically, Stefania can help you there. Uh, your cape was probably uh, pretty well shredded, uh, but she has this um, um, uh, very, very sort of beautiful, striking uh, black cape with a gray lining um, uh, that looks uh, sort of, that would work very well for you. Um, Evelyn does not like that it's black at all, but she graciously accepts it. Yeah. And uh, uh, and you can see, uh, Stefania says that it, uh, it was made for her when she was younger. So it, it's actually perfect for a woman of your stature because she's tall, you're not. Um, and uh, it, it fits you to a T. And all my other clothes, are they okay to go or uh your 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 basic clothes are pretty shredded but everything that you care about um can easily be replaced with comparable Barovian okay. attire Barovian attire is um the stuff that you find here it's almost from a different generation it's like a throwback to victorian age in, in sort of a modern analog um, so am so, i all in dark clothes now then because i was in all white and gold before. uh you, you you can find clothes here that are sort of uh, a red and gold brocade kind of type um, dress. Uh, it looks it looks regal. It still has elements of the gold in it, um, but now you're sort of uh, red, gold, and black. Hmm. Okay. 
new era of, of Evelyn. Yeah. A darker, somewhat more imperious looking Evelyn. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. is like, I like it. Black doesn't get dirty easily. Mm. I just kind of like nod like, uh-huh, yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go yeah. something lighter. Um, I'm going to assume that uh, uh, Casimir was basically staying outside the winery this whole time because he, you know, yeah. He's a walking nightmare. He's a weirdo. Yeah. The last thing this family needs is any more stress. Yes. And uh, when you go out to meet him, you can see a, a wind has picked up a little bit, uh, sort of causing his uh, cloak to flap. I assume that you returned it after the baby uh, was taken. Um, if not, um, he'll probably want it back. Yeah. Since it will help him keep him warm. Mm-hmm. So he'll don his uh, sheepskin and wolf-lined cloak, and uh, he will conjure forth his phantom steed, which seems to form out of the very mists. Whatever, we got our own steed. And he'll mount up. Now, um, you guys get your own steeds, of course, uh, so everybody is mounted. And yes. you can make your way up the road, out of the vineyards, back to the Raven uh, Road uh, intersection, and look for the signs to Solenka Pass. Uh, a a dirt road that hugs this mountain that we will climb next week. Yay! Ooh. Oh my gosh! To Salinka Pass. Salinka Pass. Next week's episode is called "The Road Never Traveled." Uh, this You'll want to tune in, folks. It's going to be uh, a good one. No, oh. he says after the episode where it was unclear whether Evelyn ate a baby. <laughs> <laughs> very stressful uh, oh a new force gray episode episode three released yesterday a new acquisitions incorporated episode releases tomorrow and uh we just announced a contest uh we partnered with we love fine uh to do another art contest where you get to submit your original art and have it appear on myriad fanciful dnd related uh licensed products so cool. uh, that's all good fun happenings what do you guys got going on in your world i will plug a thing uh so usually i have my misclicks D game right after this i'm not playing today because my half minotaur character died last week evelyn- <laughs> what? yeah it was a bad week for me evelyn got chucked into the forest oh <laughs> and then and then we actually fought another plant monster in that game a giant that triple quit triple critted me twice in a row and wiped me out completely. I have like three Uh-oh. HP and it just like okay. killed me outright. Oh so no. That was an anticlimactic and very sad death. So I took the week off from that show. <laughs> so they're, they're still gonna play, but I won't be there today. But the right. thing I was gonna plug was um the TwitchCon talent show is a project I've been working on. It's the first time that Twitch has now begun al- allowing performance art on Twitch, and I am heading up a performance art showcase at TwitchCon. So any of you talented musicians, actors, magicians, comedians, anything that is- Is there any kind of performance that's not allowed? Uh, Don't set yourself on fire. (laughs) Uh, You know. Okay. Yeah, so um, submit for that. Anything that's PG friendly, right? Uh, It doesn't even necessarily have to be PG. Okay. But you know. Yep. Anything that's allowed by the Twitch terms of service. Right. Very good. Uh, anything else going on in your respective worlds that you want to plug? Or uh, 
not this weekend, but the following weekend, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona for Digimon Expo uh, alongside several other uh, YouTubers and classic gaming people. Uh, so if you're in the Phoenix, Arizona area, check out Game On Expo and come on by and say hi. Very good. I got nothing. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's bird. All right. So yes. <laughs> and uh, are we are we all planning to be here next week? I will be here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Um, because uh, I think we all know we don't trust the guy with the myriad screaming. Oh. I mean, that wasn't my first warning sign. But <laughs> I figured. I look forward to seeing what happens. Oh my god! All right, All right. then let's oh. call it a wrap, guys. See you hey. next week. Hi. Bye, everyone. See you next week, where everything will be fine. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.